So today what I want to talk about is the saline wetlands field trip that's coming up and a little bit of the science that's behind that particular exercise. Why are we going out there to do it? What are we trying to test? So we're going to be heading to the saline wetlands north of Lincoln. This is a great photo that was taken by Ethan Fries, who's a former fisheries and wildlife uh, major, just graduated last year. And the, well, I better walk a little closer here. There we go. The plants that we're interested in, this one right over here in the back is called uh, Aerocolon, or the common name is saltwort. This species is um, a restricted distribution where it's the only place where we find it in Nebraska is in the saline wetlands in Lancaster County. This reddish looking one down here is uh, called sea blight. And this pale green one here is a different species. In the back, that I forget right at the moment, but we'll be identifying it when we're out there. In the back here, you can see cattails, typha. And so the question is, some of these species are found in the same locations in the saline wetland, right? We find sea blight and uh, saltwort close together, but we don't find saltwort and cattail in the same locations. So the question is why? And so, you know, is it badgers? Do we, you know, we've got this grumpy looking badger over here. Uh, walking through the wetland? Probably not because they're um, not, not all that herbivorous. Uh, what exactly explains why we might find uh, saltwort in one place, cattails in another, sea blight maybe a little bit mixed in with both of them? How do we understand the interactions between these sorts of species? So we have two sorts of broad possibilities. One is there could be an environmental gradient <coughs> that both species are responding to in different ways. It could also be competition. In other words, they're both all these plants are competing for the same resources. They're competing for light, water, um, nitrogen, phosphorus, micronutrients, all of these sorts of things. And so um, it could also be both of those things. In other words, the effects of competition may also depend on environmental gradients. The environmental gradient that we've got in the saline wetlands is an obvious one. It's the salinity of the soil. Okay, so we have an extremely high salinity in some parts of the wetland and less so in other parts of the wetlands. So what do I mean in general though by an environmental gradient? So here's an example uh, from California in the Sierra Nevadas. There's two species of monkey flower. Lewis's monkey flower is found in the alpine regions, way up in the high mountains. And scarlet monkey flower is found down in the lowlands in the valleys. And there's only a narrow band of elevations around 1400 meters where you can find both species. And so the experiment was to take seeds of both kinds of monkey flower and plant them in different places, <coughs> uh, different elevations together and see whether they could grow in the places where uh, you weren't finding the other one. And so this top graph here uh, shows the proportion of the individuals, the seedlings that survived with one up at the top here. These are logarithmic axes and this is 1% down at the bottom. And so at the lowest elevation where they did the experiment, uh, the scarlet monkey flower, almost all of those plants survived, whereas very few of the Lewis's monkey flowers survived. And as you go up in elevation, more and more of the Lewis's monkey flower uh, survived. So well up into the alpine zone, 
um, the Lewis's monkey flower is now surviving as well as the scarlet monkey flower at lower elevations. Um, the scarlet monkey flower still does pretty well at those higher elevations in terms of survival, but not so great in terms of growth. So this lower graph here shows the average uh, amount of stem growth in centimeters per year um, for, uh, for scarlet monkey flower and Lewis's monkey flower. Low elevations, Lewis's monkey flower doesn't do anything, doesn't grow at all, right? Um, at higher elevations, still not growing very fast. I mean, when you're up over uh, 2,000 meters of elevation, um, you know, it's, it's, it's actually a pretty challenging sort of environment for any plant. So then none of them grow particularly well, but again, the Lewis's monkey flower is the one that does better. So this is an example of environmental gradient of elevation. Uh, lots of things are probably changing in, in terms of elevation as you go from low to high. Uh, there's going to be, it's going to be colder at higher elevations. You're going to have more or less precipitation probably, shorter growing seasons. There's all sorts of things that change. But the Lewis's monkey flower is adapted to those conditions and the scarlet monkey flower is not. And in contrast, the Lewis's monkey flower doesn't do well when things are hot and the growing season is long. So that's an example of an environmental gradient that is affecting uh, whether two species are co-occurring or not. Here's another uh, experiment. So this case, there's two things going on. We've got a competition experiment. So we grow, we do competition experiments by growing the plants with and without uh, the potential competitor. And in this case, there's also um, an environmental gradient. In this case, it's soil acidity. So if we have alkaline soils, that is soils that are um, very uh, basic, so not neutral, but basic. Um, heath bed straw grown by itself does better in acidic soils than in the alkaline soils. White bed straw does better in the alkaline soil than it does in the acidic soil. So that's an environmental gradient effect, just like you saw with the monkey flowers. Um, but what happens when you grow both species together is whichever of the two species that does better in that environment is the one that wins the competition. Okay, so, so in this case, you can grow them both together, but you're not going to get both of them surviving in an alkaline soil. You only get the white bed straw. In the acidic soil, you only get the heath bed straw surviving and growing. So um, you you don't necessarily see this kind of an effect with competition. So you could do what's called a replacement series experiment like this, where you have different densities of, of plants, and you're going to see one species win or lose, right? But the point of the environmental gradient is that sometimes that gradient can modify the effects of competition, and so it can flip which species wins, depending on where you are along the environmental gradient. So back to saltwort. Uh, this is another of Ethan's pictures. Uh, this, so this is just the saltwort reflected in the, in the uh, water of the wetland. Saltwort is very tolerant of uh, salinity. So we're going to find, we expect to find saltwort where it's saline. Cattails, not so tolerant of salinity. And so we would expect to find cattails in parts of the wetland where the soil is, is less saline. It's a bit harder to tell whether or not competition is involved in those sorts of things because what we're going to be doing is going out and looking at the, at the um, plants as they are found. And so we can't, it's really hard to tease apart uh, whether we find uh, whether the saltwort is 
whether the difference between the two species is caused by competition or by the environmental gradient. So um, Shoemaker Marsh, I don't have a good map of it, but this is, the, this is an accumulation of the salinity estimates uh, done by all of your previous um, cohorts. Okay, so um, Dr. Dave Wadeen has been taking students to Shoemaker Marsh since 2005 and doing this experiment, so we're just carrying on adding more data to that particular data set. And the particular marsh that we're in, you see there's sort of a patch of high, salin uh, high salinity. Here's the, here's the electric conductivity over here on the side. So this is the patch of high salinity, and then the rest of the marsh has a lower uh, lower values of salinity. And if we look where we find the saltwort, each of these lines represents a transect that was estimated by one of your, uh, by one of the previous groups. So each, each um, lab section will estimate, uh, will, will count uh, the ident species identity um, in one meter square transects. That's what each of these dots represents. Um, along uh, 100 meters. So we're, we'll line up uh, 20 quadrats along a 100 meter gradient um, in, different, in different angles and then count where the different species are. And where the black dots are, that's where we find saltwort. The open circles are where we have not found saltwort. So what does it look like when you're out there? Um, this is a, a team that is, I think, doing soil salinity. Um, that's the salt marsh down there, um, so it doesn't look doesn't look terribly um, exciting. But there's six different species in there that we will that we'll be looking at. Um, in addition to marking out the quad the transect and then evaluating which species are present in each of those areas, uh, what you'll be doing is taking a soil core and then mixing that with some distilled water and then measuring the electric conductivity in there in order to get an estimate of how saline that particular location is. And here's what that looks like. So taking the soil core is pretty easy. Getting the, the soil off of the soil core into the cup, that's a little more challenging. Um, it's pretty muddy and, and dense uh, anaerobic soil. So the learning objectives for this particular uh, lab exercise are to predict the effects of salinity on the occurrence of different plant species Quantify an environmental gradient, that's the par part of the uh, um, measuring this um, electric conductivity. We're going to statistically test for the occurrence of competition. And uh, this year, I'm going to see if we can get you to design what we call a stratified random sample instead of um, using the, the old linear transects. We'll see if we can actually do a, a slightly better job of, of uh, monitoring the occurrence across the entire wetland by drawing a random sample of points rather than um, rather than sending sending people out to uh, just walk along the transect so it'll be a little more challenging um, but will give us uh, some better data <laughs>